0: Hey, you guys. This is our promo before our main show. I wanted to make you aware that we have an amazing YouTube channel, uh, which features some of the great behind the scenes footage from our main podcast, as well as some amazing other new content as well that we've got coming up as well with some of our speakers, some of our amazing, I suppose, influencers and, and also sports personalities and Olympic athletes from around the world. It's great because you can sit down with a pen and paper If you're extremely busy, you can make some golden nuggets just from a video. And and you know what? It's great to connect with someone and see someone face-to-face by watching the YouTube channel. So listen, guys, go to youtube.com forward slash Adam Strong. Make sure you subscribe to that YouTube. In fact, do me a favor. Pause this audio right now. Go straight to the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us and we'll see you there. Take care. Bye.
1: This is the Game Changers Experience.
0: hello everybody and welcome to the game changers experience podcast i am super excited to be on the show with you today my name is adam strong as you know and i have an amazing person on today's show her name is simona brain and simona is essentially number one she's a speaker but she's also an advocate and an ambassador for raising awareness about domestic violence The reason why I decided to bring Simone on is because, well, not because I've experienced domestic, well, I have experienced domestic violence and. In the past, but I'm not going to go too much into about that. But it's just a really interesting topic that I think that we all really need to raise more awareness about. And there were some shocking statistics, which I'll talk to you a little bit about. She does a lot of great causes around Australia, and uh, also represents a lot of charities uh, for good causes about raising awareness about domestic violence and supporting families. So Simone, just want to say welcome to the Game Changers experience.
1: No, thanks adam for the invite i 'm really excited
0: cool, so was I going to say i I know that obviously you have a story which we 're not going to go too much into around kind of the domestic violence side of stuff, but you know a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and business owners you know from around the world, and mm-hmm. you know we were talking off air about some of the shocking statistics it actually, this was an Australian study. Taken and I think it was taken around around five or six years ago, and the and the research was is that there was over eight hundred thousand women, which is around ten times more than what the Melbourne you know the Melbourne Arena would fill. Yeah, you know, with all the victims of domestic violence in 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 the workplace, which I found really sh- shocking. in statistics, um, does that surprise you at all?
1: You know what, it, it doesn't actually. Um, here in Australia, we actually do lose on average one woman a week. So that's 52 a year Um, and we're actually above the average and have been for the last three years. And, you know, just in general each and every day uh, one in three of us women are affected by a form of domestic violence. It doesn't have to be physical. It could be financial. It could be controlling. So, look, those stats, yes, uh, this is an epidemic, um, not just here in Australia, you know, across Mm -hmm. the world. So, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Cool. Um, what are your thoughts of, um, from a leadership perspective, right, Le- what, what is it that leaders in business need to do in order to, how can they play in it a support role in supporting victims and survivors of domestic violence, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be at home or whatever it is? I'd love to know what your thought patterns are on that.
1: Yeah, um, and you know what, it's the leaders need to step up and not let it be that taboo subject. Um, that. You know, it still is, but it's not as bad as as what it it was. Um, And in saying that, like here in um, Australia, we have actually just um, in the last couple of years put in place that there is domestic violence leave um, that you can take in the workplace, which is fantastic. But in saying that, like the the leaders need to know when something isn't right and have the safety... um, the services there, whether it's, you know, welfare checks and things in the workplace, not just on a, on a you know, every once a week or something like that. It's got to be daily because women um, and men, not just, just women are affected by domestic violence, but they've got to go to work is a safe place for um, a lot of people in domestic violence and the leaders need to, to recognise that and not just... Sweep over it that yep, it's domestic violence. It's under the carpet because it. it um, if it's taking control at the top, it will just go down the ladder, and everyone will be aware um, and not, not embarrassed to speak about the domestic violence.
0: It's interesting because you know when we talk about business, right? In particular, especially in the big corporations and organisations from around the world, you know they'll have their you know equality policies and their sexual harassment policies and whatever it is but when it comes to domestic violence it's like you said it's one of those taboo subjects where they don't really mm-hmm. want to talk about it it's like we should really bring that to the, into the workplace type of thing conversation right and yeah. um, I, I mean i don't know where that comes from exactly uh, but it's interesting that you know australia have bought in that you know domestic violence. You know, I suppose leave, honestly, leave and that, which is really, yeah. which is really great and empowering. But wh- where does that taboo come from, and why don't we talk about it more?
1: Oh, well, do you know what? Um, I'm going to be honest here with you and yourself being male. Mm. I think male, they when it does come to the crunch time, they're ashamed in in what they've actually done. Um, and you know, I know growing up myself, um, I never seen or heard about domestic violence and. Even um, in the workplace, it's only just sort of come into the workplace in the last, you know, maybe five to ten years, but it's really now um, even getting into the schools and things like that because people need to to know about domestic violence at a younger age as well. Mm -hmm. And getting back to... uh, campaigns and things like that. I know, well, White Ribbon um, is in the UK and, well, we actually did lose White Ribbon here um, 12, 18 months ago, but we're uh, relaunching it back here and they do what is called, you know, your workplace accreditation you know, which the workplace for for a period of two years now has got to go through this domestic violence um, ordeal to, to get their accreditation, which is absolutely fantastic because it means that the whole corporation get involved and they've got to, you know, have the boxes ticked, ticked off to have the um, domestic violence workplace accreditation, which is fantastic. Um, so it spreads across... Everyone from you know from whether you're at the bottom of the rank or you you know you're up as a leader. So it's um, mm. and I know um, myself from my own experience, my workplace where I was uh, prior to this. Um, I go back every year and present, and it, and it's it's on a different topic, but still related to domestic violence.
0: Very interesting. What do you mm. think? Um, how how does you know? There's one of the things that we haven't really talked about is. How does the domestic violence actually affect business? And it doesn't matter if you're you're a small business or or a large business. Make the fundamentals don't change, but how does it affect how us uh, how business runs?
1: You know what? And that's where um, exactly what I was speaking just about before with the workplace accreditation today. In today's world, people have got look up to actually companies if they are actually implementing these strategies in place of domestic violence. It's the the companies that aren't doing it don't get as much recognition as the ones that are doing it mm. which which is fantastic because that's where we need to have that mindset change of of each and every one of us in the workplace that domestic violence it's not going to you know leave us today tomorrow or next year it's um we've got to just keep plugging away at it if i can say that
0: definitely uh, i guess yeah. it also must also affect things like engagement and performance as well of employees and 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 that kind of stuff but what do you think are uh, i suppose i suppose some of the red flags right we talked about red, red flags off fair actually we talk, what, what do you think are some yeah. of the red flags that i suppose employers and leaders and even colleagues in the workplace look for in terms of if someone is suffering from uh, domestic violence and uh, uh, what do we need to look for
1: Absolutely, and and you know what? I'm going to give you one of mine um, that was plain and simple, and everyone was going, "Oh, Simone, you're so lucky." A red flag I was getting was getting flowers sent to me, not just once every you know couple of weeks. It was every day, and they were so big that one bunch I had actually had to get the courier to take it to my home because I couldn't carry it home. (laughs) So that i know it sounds funny and and you know you're probably thinking oh wow you know this guy's you know crazy sending flowers all the time but because i hadn't been in a relationship for so so long he knew that so he was trying to control me at work so my work colleagues knew that i had a had a a man in my life and so little things like that that's a, a little red flag like he wasn't hitting me or swearing me or anything, but he was controlling me in in a different way. Mm. So it's any little red flag because a a big red flag um, can turn into a big red flag really quickly. And it could be that, um, just say myself, Simone, going into work and, yes, I've got, you know, long sleeves on today and a a higher neck. And just say I normally wear, you know, it's 40 degrees outside, I normally wear like a a singlet top or something. Her dress sense, you know, my dress sense might have changed if, you know, I've been bouting around last night or... If you know, um, you know that her children are at school, and she's rang up and said, "Oh no, I've got um, Johnny home sick today." Maybe he's not allowed to let, it, let not letting her come to work. You know, these are all uh, little little things. You know, if um, you know, it looks like she hasn't got much lunch. She could be on rations. You know, he might say, "Well, here's fifty dollars. That's got to last us the whole week on food." Right. And of course, the woman who is the one. Yeah. So these little things turn into big red flags.
0: Uh, that's fascinating psychology there. There was something else that actually I was going to ask you, but why is why is that domestic violence, especially in the workplace, actually, because it isn't something that isn't a subject which is a common thread as such, but why is it that this taboo has kind of developed and, you know, where does it come from? Uh,
1: not sure where it comes from. I, I think just over the years because no one has spoken about it And, you know, I'm talking, you know, 30 or 40 years ago and uh, uh, women just put up with it uh, basically, you know, and they put up with it not just for a week. It was like, you know, 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it just got that taboo stage that no one spoke about it and you you speak to the older generations in the workplace and they say, oh, you know, I had to put up with this, you know, it's only just now that I've realised the services are there that I've been able to get help. So. I think that has just kept going down the line. But now um, uh, with myself doing what I'm doing, I'm trying to encourage everyone to turn it into a positive and and look at the the positives that we can get out of this. And, you know, as I said earlier, it starts from our early generations through to our next generations coming through. So then the workplace mindset actually changes and we don't have to worry about, you know, protecting uh, the women at, we we do gotta protect- the women but the men are more um engaged and and are men not um not naughty men if i can say that <laughs> <Naughty> <laughs> man, <I love> it. <laughs> interesting
0: very cool so um i was gonna say with regards to um i know that when i want a big shout- i want to give a big shout out to daniel tolson who's a good friend of ours isn't he and he, he introduced us, which is he's a cool guy uh, for, yeah. uh also uh a great australian guy um you've got Was gonna say because you 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 basically travel around australia and talk about you know creating this awareness around domestic violence but you also have something which is really interesting which is you essentially embark on fitness challenges and sporting events and things like that I, you know whether it be i don't know marathon or whatever it might be that you're training for why is yeah. it that you do these big challenges and, and what does it give you?
1: It, um, being here, like I'm just, you know, a female here in Australia. And with the epidemic that we're in, I just wanted to give all women that positive outlook in life that as I have, I've gone from the brink of death, um, you know, where I wasn't meant to survive. And I was asked to run the world's biggest marathon, which is in New York. And I actually completed that um, in 2018, and I just wanted to give that mindset message out to each and every one of us. We can do anything, you know, if we really want to. And I had to get up at, at three a.m. in the morning to to run 33 k's for a, in my tra- a training schedule because I wanted to be awake, you know, back by six thirty when the when the children were getting up, you know, getting ready for school, etc. So I, I was just my determination um, in I my whole recovery has just kicked in now and gone into the, the sporting side of it. And, um, you know, I've, I've got up, hiked up um, even Ayers Rock, before Ayers Rock, um, you know, was shut down and, and everything like that. I've done the Lara Pinter Trek. And just my message out there is that exercise regime when you're going through domestic violence it is just it's such a healer and, um, and rewarding at the same time. I
0: was going to say it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of an antidote, isn't it? You know, from getting away from the whole kind of abuse and domestic violence and that kind of stuff. So you use exercise
1: absolutely.
0: as a way to kind of, you know, reduce stress or kind of get away from it. And that, which I love, I think that's a fantastic absolutely. You know, cause I'm a big uh, advocate of, um, you know, fitness, as you know, and uh, that yeah. kind of stuff and, and embarking on challenges and Things like that. What have you? Um, <clears throat> what have you found when you were doing the? When you were doing the training, especially when you're doing mm-hmm. the training for like the New York Marathon, which is a really big one. Like I think is one of the biggest ones in the world. What yeah. did you? What is? I know that your message is all around sort of raising sort of domestic violence awareness and stuff like that. But um, I guess from your perspective, what else from your perspective can women in particular take from you know what you do? Uh, from mm. sport and uh, fitness, what else can we take from and and how can we translate that and move it into you know running a successful business and being an entrepreneur?
1: Absolutely, and that's um is is to know that you're not alone in mm. whether it's um, in the office or you know on the running track and and whatever that you get support no matter where you are and what you're doing and that's what I have found in in this whole journey and from going from go to woe I've had the the support and it's exactly with in the workplace I suppose my work colleagues um even down to my GM he's been absolutely fantastic in in supporting um in in everything I do so it's just basically if you if you want to open your shoulders and put your head high people are there to to help you instead of I didn't want to um go down the depression line so I, I have taken the other line and um Do you know what it's? It's just it just keeps evolving um, each and every day for me, and um, I just want to help that that next person. And yeah,
0: Um, I was going to ask you actually, what do you think? I mean, we talk about perpetrators, so people that essentially we know what a perpetrator is. um, Mm -hmm. But what um, are some of the reasons why people, you know, whether it be men or women or whatever it might be? But what are some of the reasons why maybe they abuse or you know, carry out violence for whatever reason, but what have you found some of the most common reasons were?
1: Um, most common reasons as in uh, why perpetrators act like that is because it's monkey say, monkey do. They've, they've been brought up with it um, since they were young and they honestly don't know any different. Mm. And that's why, you know, we've got to uh, um, implement behavior change programs and things like that. And, it's, you know, it's down to, you know, as I said earlier, you know, if you're on rations with money, um, you know, if if she looks good in, in clothes and things, you know, he, he doesn't like that. So it's it's how these little things can just irritate people and what they've seen. If, you know, if Dad keeps doing the same thing over and over, well, he doesn't, the, you know, little Johnny doesn't know any different. So, and, you know, it's sad that, the ages are getting younger with perpetrators. Um, it's not, you know, just in your, your twenty five to thirties. Now it's even younger. So that's the scary thing. Where we need to make that change earlier to, so we can get that reap the rewards later on. Do
0: You think that um, with the with perpetrators in particular, do you think it's also because of maybe that they had a a, a bad childhood? Because normally, sometimes um, it it can be because of. An experience, or whatever it is, or they might see it as normal, or whatever it might be. But um, love to know what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's it's that monkey say monkey do. You know, it's if it, their mum and dad have separated at a young age mm. as well, that can affect um, it, it entirely. And it's it's those little things that um, you know uh, it, it could be a fright that he's you know he's seen something you know not even related to the family that you know, has caused it as well. So it's little triggers that trigger people differently um, mm. can affect it in all means. And and I suppose, it, especially in the workplace, that's where the, you know, the welfare officers and that are so important um, in, in today's world.
0: Mm. Very cool. What are you, um, what are you working on right now? Um, love to know what you're doing uh, in, you know, in these interesting times, but, you know, I'd love to know what you're doing right now.
1: Yeah, um, obviously I'm doing a lot of uh, podcasts out to to corporates and Zooms um, because everyone's working at home. But t- technology these days, you know, yesterday there was, you know, 65 people all coming to my Zoom and I um, obviously presented um, my story on domestic violence to them. Um, but one uh, thing I'm going to, to work on and bring a policy in, um, definitely in Australia if it doesn't go internationally, is... Uh, mobile phones is that um uh, the male doesn't have if if it's in a a dv situation they separate that the male doesn't have control of the the female's phone she gets to take over the number um straight away because it's um it's not cool when she hasn't got a, a mobile phone and If he's, you know, doing naughty things when he's not meant to be there, Mm. she needs to be able to contact people. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to to work on um, down the track. Well, you know, as COVID still is on and um, implement it, um, yeah.
0: Very cool, very good. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, hope that you've enjoyed um, our show today. Um, I just thought it'd be a really interesting subject to bring in Simone. Um, if you can um, help Simone in, in our causes and in, in kind of an, you know if you have a, a story that you want to reach out to Simone for, then feel free to um, feel free to do so and just mention the Game change podcast and uh, and we can go from there. So I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show
1: thank you for having me it's been amazing thank you
0: really appreciate it so listen guys hope that you've enjoyed today's show really look forward to seeing you on the next game changers experience podcast take care have a fantastic day see you soon bye bye hey you guys i just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the game changers experience i hope that you got some amazing value some great insights